0: Uh, hello, I'm delighted to be joined by Risha, who founded the charity Coffee for Craig almost a decade ago, I think, uh, to chat about the charity, what it does, and the challenges it faces. Uh, hi there, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: Yeah, not bad, thanks, not bad. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on and, and talking about this, I uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, just thought we'd start at the beginning, basically. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I see you on your timeline quite a lot, obviously. Uh, The Coffee for Craig charity, how did it come about there? What are its roots? What is it about and what are your aims for this charity?
1: (laughs) So um, basically we started Coffee for Craig just over um, nine years ago now. Um, Craig was actually my brother. He died on the streets in Cardiff. He was street homeless. And um, when I found out he died, I put... um, a post on Facebook saying, "If you see anyone who's street homeless, give them a cup of coffee." Say it's from Craig, mm. just to sort of start an urban myth, really. And it it went a bit mental. We got loads of support. We got loads of donations. We got um people were really, really interested from Cardiff and Manchester. So we we started off by doing a meal for Craig after his funeral. Yeah. And that went really, really well. And when we came back to Manchester, because that's where myself and Hendrix live, um, we we started sort of going out on the streets, chatting to the guys. We'd already started volunteering for Lifeshare that do a breakfast um, for people sleeping on the streets and facing homelessness, 7 a.m. till 9 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. Mm. So we knew a lot of the people who were sleeping on the streets back then. And it kind of went from there really when we first when the first thing we did for coffee for craig was um during the live share christmas project in 2013 and then from speaking to the to the guys on the streets they were really sort of starving during the evening yeah. homelessness services traditionally worked monday to friday sort of 10 till 3 <coughs> excuse me so we we set up a, the first street kitchen on Piccadilly on a permanent basis on a Sunday night. And then that sort of moved from Sunday, Monday to Tuesday. And we started talking to the council because we knew things had to change. We knew the answer yeah. wasn't sort of setting up, setting up a street kitchen. The answer was to try and work with the other charities, work with council, and get people accommodated and supported. So after a couple of years of sort of doing our thing and chatting to all the charities, talking to the council, we eventually got a seven-night-a-week indoor provision through Centrepoint. We we ran a service there seven nights a week. And then in February 2020, we got our own building just before lockdown.
0: Excellent,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> the timing, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, brilliant timing. So we spent the... The entirety of the first lockdown, myself and Hendrix, sort of doing up the doing up the meanwhile, which is our new building, um, making sure it was all ready to go. We didn't have a kitchen or showers, so we had to sort of build all that yeah. with quite a few of our volunteers and staff, and also working in the everybody out in scheme, working at Muster tree, working with the council, doing outreach and stuff like that, and then we opened the doors in September 2020. So we worked the entirety of the second and the third lockdown. And then we're just sort of going from there, really. We run a seven evening a week drop in for people sleeping on the streets who come in, get hot food, hot showers, advice, signposting, a friendly face. We've got medics. We try to get barbers in. Um, podiatrists sometimes come. Urban village. Who are the doctors come? Um, we've had physio students and sort of we give donations, so we get clean boxer short, new boxer shorts, yeah. socks, clothing for people who need it. And then, and now we're working with the council to try and accommodate people through the winter months in the winter hotels.
0: So, first of all, where are you based? Uh, this building.
1: So we're based on Great Juicy Street, which is right. just at the back of the Manchester arena, yeah so it's um just a stone's throw away from town um opposite strangeways visitors centre Right.
0: and so you basically uh, what's your capability then on an evening can you you know can you take in a lot of people every evening and, and give them food? <laughs> or is it a constant struggle to to cope with the dem- you know the demand basically for I
1: think to be honest with the cost of living rise and and sort of our donations dramatically dropping because of the cost of living it's a constant struggle i have to be honest mm. but we can we do we are able to make sure that everybody is fed a home cooked meal hot meal every single night so our numbers are rising rapidly we sort of um we had 44 in last night so three no actually four new people to the streets mm. and it's sort of the same every night we're going I think our average is between 40 and 60 people per night
0: and obviously you rely totally on donations and volunteers to run this service
1: yeah we do we have a staff team a very small staff team but we completely rely on our Wonderful volunteers to come in, and which enables us to run a better service because then we can offer hot showers. We're, we're able to go and get sort of clothing for people, or take people upstairs to pick clothing. Whereas if we didn't have volunteers, we'd run on a very skeleton service. We wouldn't be able to do half the things that we do.
0: Uh, the talk about COVID, of course, hitting. Well, gosh, so it must be three years. soon, in March two thousand twenty. Yeah. it has that just made it harder than ever to run the charity in, in the times since then
1: i think during covid it was um it was quite it was it was easier for us because there was a lot of funding around for charities that stayed open mm. and there was a lot of um, people who were giving us loads of donations. A lot of people were were giving us um, money because you couldn't go out and spend money. So we had loads and loads of financial donations, physical donations. So during COVID itself, it was, it was okay. And plus Everybody in Scheme there was quite a few COVID hotels that people who were sleeping on the streets were able to go to. So the, the demand on our service was quite was was nowhere near like it is now. But of course, since COVID and that scheme's finished, there are more and more people going on the streets. The cost of living are sending people onto the streets. Mm. It's um the there was a scheme where they stopped the, any evictions. That's now been lifted, so people yeah. are getting evicted. Furloughs finished. Pe- businesses are going down. So it's um, rents are going it's up. It's quite horrendous at the minute.
0: Yeah, and Andy Burnham, yeah, you know, do remember him talking about this? You know, I wouldn't say promise. I don't know if it's a promise, but you know, he was intent on getting homeless people off the streets. Has that, you know, his intention? That scheme pretty much faded away now, to be honest.
1: No, not at all. Actually, he's it's still going strong. So Mm. before, but it's over. Is
0: he overwhelmed in a way by you know the number of people? I
1: think we're all overwhelmed by the by the homelessness situation, and I think that's down to central government to start looking at that properly. Um, Manchester, we're very fortunate to have GMCA Andy Burnham, so the Greater Manchester Combined Authority, which Andy sort of chairs up, I think. the Manchester Council and all, all the schemes that go on, we're, we're sort of very forward thinking. So we're very fortunate. Although people, in a way, that's unfortunate as well because a lot of people come to Manchester because they hear that the services are so good. Mm. It's, um, it's a double-edged sword, really. But when Andy, pre-Andy getting into power, we didn't have really anything in in an emergency capacity, really, to put people in. And when he came in, he started the a Ben scheme, which is a bed every night, which has been really, really successful. And he really sort of changed things for people sleeping on the streets. The problem is there's not enough housing. So everywhere gets bottlenecked. So we really need to put pressure on the government to start building houses, making housing available, decent housing and stuff like that. It, there, there are, I think, schemes in Manchester which are starting, but obviously these take things take a long, long time to yeah. do. So, so what, he's, yeah, he's so, still got the mayoral charity
0: yeah.
1: and everything. So, yeah, no, he's still going very, very strong and, and, and very much a face of sort of the schemes and stuff like that that... That have helped people who are homeless and facing homelessness and street homelessness.
0: Yeah, sorry, I was just going to ask. So you have had, you know, in the nine years, a lot of support at a more local level. Yeah,
1: uh, it's yes. been
0: very encouraging by you know council politicians oh, and that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, we have, yeah. and we're still continuing to get support. So it's um, it's very good. We look, we work very closely with the council, GMCA, and um, Andy. So. You know it's very good, and we work very closely in the pa- homelessness partnerships. So with all the charities, we all we all work together, which makes us so much stronger and and a- enable us to to give a good service. Although it is very overwhelming because there's so many people, unfortunately, with austerity and everything that's sort of gone on before us and is happening now. It's 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 a never-ending battle. <laughs>
0: I, Unfortunately, I dared put my heating on for ten minutes for the first time yesterday, which of course. Oh, I know it's tremendous. Win- winter is coming, of course. I assume this is, for, you know, for you, and obviously, for, of course, for people living on the streets. This is the toughest time of the year for, uh, for for you as a charity, and for those that you you're trying to help.
1: It certainly is. Although, again, in Manchester, we've we, we've opened the homelessness sort of um, winter hotel. So we're all working together and busy trying to get people accommodated into into the Winter Hotel and moved on. So hopefully there won't be so many people on the streets and people can come to our service in the Booth Centre and Mustertree and Barnabas to sort of try and get on the scheme. So we're working with the outreach team in Manchester to try and make sure everybody knows.
0: So, yeah, you you... I know obviously you're offering a surface for meals and you know in the evening. So do you work with others as well to look at accommodation for those on the streets?
1: Yes. We yeah. Do. So you've expanded
0: what you you know have dealt with in
1: We've always time. kind of done that. It's yeah. just that predominantly so with the with the with the meals that we provide it's sort of that first stepping stone to get trust back into the service and then we work with a lot of other charities to wrap the service around the person rather than to try and fit Mm. the person into the service so we work we we sort of do a lot of poking if someone's sort of fallen through the net or if there's other things that other services can do we'll 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 refer to them and bring them all so that we're a big team around that person
0: yeah i just uh quickly uh before i ask you know, what you know how people can help Uh i just read an article on your website that i think it's important Yeah, you know, dispelling myths about people choose to be homeless uh, yeah what how, <laughs> how how do i phrase this uh how much is that utter nonsense basically <laughs>
1: I think, do you know what, I think the whole myth about people choosing to be homeless is nonsense. Until Mm. there's a time when every single person is offered a safe, secure home that's that's warm and clean and without mould and... All the the other thing, you know, the things that are associated with that. I think yeah. nobody chooses to be homeless. People might choose to stay on the streets rather than go in some awful place that you can, you just is going to make you ill or yeah. is just
0: not safe, anywhere decent yeah. to live.
1: Yeah. But that's because they're taking the power back because they they have no power in their life. They have no choice in their life. And until there is a decent choice, I think I think nobody chooses to stay on the streets because there are, isn't a decent choice and a home for everyone. Until that happens, then I don't think anyone can say that people cho- choose to stay on the streets. They might take the power back yeah. or choose to sleep on the streets because that's the better alternative, but no, nobody chooses that.
0: So... An obvious question I think is what do you need most you know to to get by to thrive uh, to do what you do what do you, on a weekly basis on a monthly basis on a daily basis what can people <laughs> do to help you basically I was listening
1: uh, to this right now so look us up coffee for craig it's number four we're on all social media so you will see see what it is we need on a daily basis we need food we need ingredients to cook stuff we need um donations of boxer shorts socks so that we can provide our guests with clean underwear we need warm coats we need sleeping bags the list is endless honestly yeah. um coffee sugar milk Hot chocolate because they're the things we provide that people can sort of help themselves to. Um, we obviously need funding funds, so a donation of anything from two pound to ten pound would be absolutely amazing. Um, we need businesses who who might want to sponsor us. We're running. Um, we're trying to launch April twenty four Club, which is um, a scheme where you can give us £24 a month,
0: yeah.
1: and that would help us. If we got 100 people giving us £24 a month, that'd be 240, and so on and so on. And that would really help us to become sustainable. Um, April 24th, why April 24th? Because Craig's birthday was April 24th. So it and at the very least, just share our social media posts Mm. support us in that way because that way you've got the saturation out there and hopefully somebody might see us and go oh actually i want to i want to sponsor them i want to give them some money i want to give them some coffee anything so by sharing posts that really really helps us yeah and if you're not on social media if you see someone sleeping on the streets or someone begging or someone out there who looks cold just at the very least, just smile and acknowledge, because that helps someone to realise that that actually you you care about them, just a smile. Yeah. I used to work with um, a lady who slept on the streets. Um, she's now got her own place and she's got her kids and she's really happy because um, we helped her to get sort of accommodation quite a few years ago. But she said when she was on the streets, and um, people used to just walk past her and not acknowledge her or, yeah. or look at her and it made her feel like a pigeon like she was just inhuman mm. so I think just someone smiling and saying hello is enough to give someone that hope that actually there are people out there who care
0: and yeah so on on your website there are details of how you can help you i assume uh you know how you can if you want to give something is it best to go to you you know is it contact you online or just to, to visit you at great juicy street
1: so if you if you go on our website there's donate buttons there's also donate buttons on um Facebook. We've got the. We're actually a registered charity with Facebook, so you right. can you can share that and say, you know, if it's your birthday or whatever, and, you know, where you have got the charities, you can say, can you donate to this place for my birthday? We've got schemes on our um, website about buying someone a meal. They can donate to us, and then that'll help us provide a meal. Um, and you can message on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram twitter and you'll nine times out of ten you'll get me anyway yeah. um and our email is all over the place so and the um my, actually my phone number's over the all over the internet as well. <laughs> yeah. so you can just if you can message me that'd be better because yeah. i'm more likely to get back to you but honestly just it's everywhere so yeah yeah just, just look us up <laughs>
0: just, yeah just to reiterate i mean we this is a uh the Manchester City community, you know, a football uh, community that are running. This is the third charity podcast we do, but just as we said the second time, it's in aid of the Manchester Food Banks. But we aren't yeah. telling people donate to the Manchester Food Banks. I mean, <laughs> we'd love yes. people to choose your own charity if you want. Choose yeah. Coffee for Craig. Choose something that you're Thank passionate you. about. That's what the day's about as a whole. And if you are struggling, don't feel you have to. Uh, obviously make a charitable contribution just listen to our content and if you know if times are better in the future then make a contribution to you know to yeah, your definitely. favorite charity or any of these wonderful yeah. charities like yours uh that uh, you know that need help of course all around the year so just to reiterate that for uh for <laughs> listeners uh is it can, G- I,
1: can i just say something about city yeah Manchester City. Do you know what the the, uh, the club itself, as a as an organisation, have been absolutely wonderful. We've mm-hmm. had amazing donations from Manchester oh, City Foundation, yeah. and I know a lot of other organisations have as well who work with um, people who are sleep sleeping on the streets. And I know they've honestly. It's as a as a football team. I think. Mm the donations we've received and i know others have received from him i just think it's absolutely phenomenal yeah um, well they are,
0: they are you know. yeah i mean i uh, <laughs> support a club you know run, uh, owned, <laughs> owned by billionaires and global and everything but they are at the end of the day supposed to be about the community as well as much as the football on the pitch so that, that's good to hear i know during covid when games were being played in empty stadium a lot of food from multiple clubs was handed out and a lot of good was done uh, housed as well they used the yeah, their actual grounds as well for vaccinations and stuff like that so yeah it was yeah. good to see clubs doing their bit. so and of course the the food bank themselves are outside uh outside city ground before home games and some women's games as well so now i was just gonna say uh in 2021 is it true you got the queen's award for voluntary services it, it? it must have been a proud it moment is. for you
1: Oh, it certainly was, and we were really... Because I think as well, because when we first started for the first sort of four, four and a half years, we were... every single person that came was volunteering, ourselves included, and also our medics who'd been with us from the beginning, Northwest First Aid, they, they, they volunteered their services. So I think for every single person that's had anything to do with Coffee for Craig, it was just absolutely wonderful to get that acknowledgement, and be able to say, you know, we got the Queen's Award for mm. all the fantastic stuff that all our volunteers and all our team have done throughout the years. It's um, it was a very, very proud moment.
0: And the wonderful Martin Lewis, how did you cross paths with him recently?
1: Well, do you know what? Again, it was through it's through social media and that's what I'm saying with people just sharing our posts and liking stuff. Mm stuff he he actually put a post on saying that he would donate 500 pounds to a charity if someone no- nominated us, um their favorite charity and he'd go through and any um I think it was I can't remember if it's 2000th person or something like that he would nominate and he had an absolutely amazing response and yeah unbeknownst to me because i jumped on twitter and saw it all l- so many people nominated us which was so heartwarming and yeah. i was I was like practically crying <laughs> knowing that we had so much support and it's people i didn't know or we didn't know as a as a charity just saying how what good work we'd done and stuff and then um, he he went through all his posts and he picked us and three other charities and donated 500 pounds to us which was just such um such a lifesaver really because mm. um you know every single penny counts, especially at the minute, where but we can provide you know things for our guests. It was um it was phenomenal. <laughs>
0: yeah, five hundred pounds can go, yeah, it can go a long way, can't it, to to providing oh, food. Definitely. and yeah, clothes and other stuff. So, so yeah, was brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't say it, obviously, but he's a, a City fan as well, so... <laughs> good for Ah! Him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, Risha, thank you. Thank you just for coming on and talking about it. Thank you for everything you've done, you know, uh, setting up this charity, all the great work you do. Uh, just one final question, I guess, is about the future in a way. What are you hoping for for the future, for Coffee for Craig? Just more the same, obviously you can maintain and keep feeding people. You're hoping that, I don't know, you can get bigger, expand and do even more. Is that being uh, optimistic?
1: I think I think ultimately, at the end of the day, our, our goal is not to be needed and have to go down another avenue mm. so that there aren't people sleeping on the streets. That's our ultimate goal. But while we are needed, I just think... At this minute in time, just get to next month, get to next month, get to next month, and hope we can carry on. Um, But ultimately, I think we've got so many plans. We want to be sustainable. Um, We've got got plans to... Because we recently did an appeal for um, an industrial kitchen, which we've now got in, and the plans going forward is to be able to get a lot of our guests in and teach them sort of kitchen skills, budgeting, um, basic sort of skills so that they can go on and get um, employment once they're on the road to recovery. So sort of be able to support our guests in that way and sort of for for them to be able to move on and actually stay in accommodation and do the Mm. things that they need to do and hopefully get a job.
0: Okay, so it's coffee for craig is the Twitter handle, uh, number four. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> in the middle. And it's Coffee4Craig.org is the website. Uh, yeah, so, Richard, thank you very much for coming on and talking to us and all the best for the future uh, and everything
1: you do. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.
0: And, yeah, so those listening, do share posts. It makes all difference. Uh, make a difference where you can. Uh yeah and uh, help the charities that you want to help but the problem at the moment there are so many brilliant causes but this is absolutely one of the most important ones so yep yeah, thanks again uh, and we'll now go on back to the panel uh, for our podcast